want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now just Bye. Why, hello, and welcome to issue 705 of Geek in the City Radio, coming to you live from Guardian Games. I am one of your hosts, Aron Duran. And I'm your other, other host, Cable Hashitani. Who's just been doing voice after voice. It, it's it's one of those days. Yeah. Now I don't want to do it's it. It's just like one of those days. Oh my god, I almost went all limp biscuit on you. Let's, Okay. Let's not go crazy and go into Fred Durst territory. Yeah. Let's. Denise has gone on. It took us exactly 35 seconds to bring up <laughs> Fred Durst. I don't know why that popped in my head. I never liked that song. I, I don't. It's, you know, it's all about the uh, he said, she said bullshit. So. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> She's gone for one episode. One episode. What are we going to talk about? Uh, we, are gonna, absence? we are going to talk about the Strange New Worlds finale. Aww. God damn it, Bex, because you want to break stuff. Not helping. That's not her job. Have you noticed? No, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Strange New Worlds finale. Uh, obviously, there, there will be spoilers galore on that, so... I mean, if you're listening to this show and you don't watch Strange New Worlds, I don't understand. I, as they as they say on the show and on the Ready Room, Red Alerts, there will be spoilers. That's right. There shall be the spoilers. And then after beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I think everyone is accustomed to the fact that when it is just any two of us. It gets weird. We get into whatever it is the two like if it's you and Denise, mm-hmm. then you talk about what you and Denise talk about. <laughs> um, when it's me and Denise, we talk about what we talk about, right? Um, and then when it's just you and me, it's all manner of bullshit, <laughs> right? As I say, it's just Monty Python quotes. Oh yes, yes, Sing- all day long singing Finland. Finland, Finland, Finland. Um, that RPG, which isn't an RPG, should be coming out, I think, late this year, early next year. Is that the one, like, it's it could be played on its own, but it's meant to fuck with other RPGs? I think so. Because I remember that was the point of, like, Monty Python Flux. Like, you could play it on its own, but it was meant to be thrown into other games. Oh, yeah, that just, makes sense. Just to fuck with it. Um Monty Python uh, RPG. What was it? RPG. 
do you remember, do you, um, this would have probably been the late 90s, so like Windows 95 era, mm-hmm. when they put out Monty Python's Complete Waste of Time, the program you would install on your computer, and they said it was a game, and it had a little game. But basically, once that thing went live, it just it just screwed with you. Like you'd go to move your, your mouse cursor, and it would go the other direction, and you'd hear like, nope, nope, not going to do that. It would just it just interfered with everything else you did until you uninstalled it. Yeah, that like that's all it did, it, and I, it had to tracks. like infuriate like micro like anyone else who wrote code. Probably because all it did was basically you were willingly infecting yourself with like a Python virus, like not you know what I mean, Monty Python virus. Like you were intentionally doing it. Um, it never wiped anything out. Sure, but it would make you think it did. Yeah. You know, you'd it, be typing on actually do any real damage. Yeah, it can only cause annoyance because that won't get you sued. It was like the precursor to the sanity effect in um, Eternal Darkness, which is still in my top ten video games ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I what I would give for a sequel or even just an expanded remix, you know, reboot but remake by now. That game was just fantastic. Yep. I never played it. Have heard nothing but good things about it. So yeah, as your sanity drops, like you'll move your like analog stick one direction, and she'll go the other way. Um, there will be parts where like your it'll look like it's like doing that bad digitize where like pixels begin to separate. Mm-hmm. So like her head will begin to separate, and she'll go like ah, and then the screen will flash, and you're back to normal. Like that's how it handled sanity in the game. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, or lack of, or lack of, and the one that like gets everyone the first fucking time is the game when your sanity's really low. It goes to the blue screen of death, <laughs> which doesn't happen on Nintendo, but it just it goes that, and then like this, there's like a like a line line of light that comes across after the blue screen goes away. Sorry, and it takes you back to the fucking title screen. Oh no. And says start new game, save game. Lot it's just you because it doesn't even have continue game. It just has save game, or start new game. The continue game you can't highlight it, and it don't let you do it for like twenty seconds, and then you're you're just back to the game, and you'll hear her your character saying like this isn't really happening, <laughs> like no other game has ever handled sanity as well. Like I don't care what anybody says, like no one's ever in the top. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say no one's ever on top, but no one's topped it yet. Um, yeah, Norm, I wish Starfield wasn't Xbox. All, all Bethesda is going to be Xbox exclusive, which sucks. Uh, let's see. The Monty Python game is called the Co-Curriculum and Evil Reenactment Program. Not RPG. <laughs> um, when is, I don't know when it's set to come out. It does say a role-playing game crossed out. No, it isn't. Yeah, that, that tracks too. Yes. Um, it's coming out from Exalted Funeral. I'm trying to see what their updates say. Who's uh, Exalted what? Funeral? Exalted Funeral. They've been putting out some great stuff. I, I think the thing that they're most known for right now is Morkborg. Oh, those guys? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Morkborg. I need to have someone run a Morg Borg because I, I have the hardback, the original one. Because mm-hmm. now there's like the punk version and the future version. 
and I need someone to run it for me um, to try it. I know some people. So probably still in this building. I am. I have mixed feelings. I don't know. And, and I shouldn't because I never played the game, but it always gives me this vibe. Hey, I mean, the game is very gorgeous in like a fucked up. We're all going to die kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I've now had a few people explain it to me that it's like the RPG version of like Dark Souls. And I'm like, I don't want to play that then. I don't want to play a game that is so frustrating I give up. That's people say like that's part of the appeal to Dark Souls. That the 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 combat is so hard that it feels like you accomplish something when you finally beat like a big boss or whatever. And I'm like, I don't that's yeah. I don't play video games for that. I will do a full Neither confession right now. I play um, the first time through. I play almost every video game on easy because I kind of just want the story. Mm-hmm. Later on, I'll go back and challenge myself. But that first time through, I just I just want the story. I don't I don't need this like grinding effect. I just don't want it. It, it holds no appeal to me. Yeah, I get that. Um, that's why the majority of the video games that I play are all Lego. Sure, right. So I can put them down, pick them back up, and the controls are all the same, so it, it's fairly easy. Um, the The sidebar to that is, if it says Resident Evil, I will play it. <laughs> yes. Um, but you can set the difficulty on that. Yes. Uh, Merrick actually bought me... Um, we still have a PS3. I haven't even upgraded to a PS4, so... <laughs> well, that had still... That had, yeah. PS3 still works great. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think how far Resident Evil series went on PS3. Um, so she got me, she's like, I wanted to get you a, a newer Resident Evil game for the PS3 um, for your birthday. She got me um, Resident Evil Revelations, which is, they're like, well, what number is that? I'm like, it's technically not a number. If it fits anywhere, it's Resident Evil 3.5. Yeah, it runs kind of parallel to Nemesis. No, not parallel. Um, two runs parallel to three. Yeah, kind of. 3.5. The, the reason this is 3.5 is it's Jill Valentine and mm-hmm. Chris Redfield. And they're working for a separate organization. It's years after Raccoon City. Ah. So it's post-Nemesis, but... It's also definitely before um, four. Four is like one of the turning moments of that series. Yeah, it was. Four is so good. It is. It's the reason why, like, I have that on GameCube, which is why I still have a GameCube. Uh, Oh, shit. Do you want to borrow Eternal Darkness then? I probably do. Because that's why I have always kept it. Oh, I better not be losing that in the thing. Oh. I will have to check on that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know you had a GameCube. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if I dig it up, I'm totally loaning it to you. Okay. Yeah, those are my two uh, consoles is I have a PS3 and a GameCube. We also have a... Merrick has a Switch. And yeah. then she has her Mondo gaming computer, which she's currently smashing Diablo 4 on. No, not uh, she's not going to be a Baldur's Gate thing. Uh, she never got onto Baldur's Gate. 
Um, okay. She I might either. She'll probably pick it up later. Yeah. But Diablo has her attention right now. Uh, I tried to get in Diablo. I really did. No, no disrespect. People I know who love it. It's just not for me. Yep. It's just Gauntlet, which I know makes Diablo fans very angry. You're not wrong. Yeah. Someone told me like it's a great RPG. I'm like, it's it's dark Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's extra grindy, mean Gauntlet, Mm -hmm. and like sexier. Yeah. You know, like I've watched her play and I've looked at her characters. Her characters are great. She yeah. played it in the open beta, so she got special rewards when she bought the game proper that she got, like, special things. Yeah. So Weirdly, so I've already pre-ordered, I did this months ago, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 for mm-hmm. the PS5. Because it doesn't come out until, I think, the first week of September. Yep. I don't really, like, I don't really need to know, like, the story's pretty basic. It's Illithids. Mind Flayer is going Mind Flayer. Okay, Yep. Fine. But they're like, but it like delves like stupid deep into D and D lore, and they're like every it just it runs like a campaign. Like you can throw it off its rails if you want. Nice. Weirdly enough, I'm looking forward to spending like three hours designing a character. <laughs> uh, it just sounds like such a nice way to just because I do that already. My DM D and D Beyond account, like once a week, I just crank out a character that I know I'll never play because I'm a forever DM. Yeah, but I like it. I like doing the builds. Um, but I have seen clips of Baldur's Gate three. It actually gets me excited, and it's not like uh, the ability to like endlessly hump. I guess. <laughs> um, much like a D and D table, you can end up romancing like I guess everyone in your party or whatever. Yeah, I that um, that was already one of the the complaints from gamers is that. Uh, um, I do this because this means I mean whiny men Um, that uh, they were accidentally romancing men when they were male characters. It's like, I was just being friendly. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. And now you have a husband. Muzzles off. Yeah. Um, I saw it and we'll get to that stuff. Whatever. It's the show. I saw a clip today on TikTok that made me kind of like fall in love. I haven't even played it yet, but it had me even more excited to play Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's playing it and he's like, he's like, here's one of the reasons why I love this game. He's like, so just a few minutes ago, my character pissed off that genie over there. And he cast a spell on me. And right now, and he moves the cursor, I'm playing as a wheel of cheese. <laughs> That's and he's like, I don't know how long it'll last, but I get to do stuff. Cheese things. But I get to, like, attack. And he just sets himself attack, and the cheese just, just rolls. He's like, so I'm, I'm a wheel of cheese. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Great. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... Uh, Norm Shapiro's not going to review Baldur's Gate three. Oh, is that who Benny Shaps is? I'm guessing. Yeah. I. I don't see him reviewing that, and also, who cares? I, I'm. I, that's the statement I'm going to make, and that is always. Please don't give these people your time. Yeah. 
don't. Just don't. Oh, by the way, Monty Python was supposed to come out October of last year. No, it comes out the October of this year. Oh. Oh, that's the pre-order date. The pre-order date, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Kickstarter closed last year in November. Okay. So, and it fully funded. It has uh, 15,000 backers. It nearly raised $2 million. All right. I like on their FAQ, they're like, what is Monty Python? The answer is I'm like, really? That has to be discussed. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. If you're already here asking that question, you've come to the Wait, do place. you roll your die in coconuts? I'm going to get it. Who am I kidding? I, I don't know who I'll play it with because I feel like that's a very... Well, me. Right. It's a, it's a niche game within a niche demographic to begin with. Like, we are... We are never going to get Denise to play the no. Monty Python role playing game. No, no. As I mean, much as as much as I love and prefer and work hard to have a gender diverse gaming table, I feel like it brings even better stories interaction. I do feel like when I put out a "Who wants to play the Monty Python role playing game?" It's just going to be a sausage fest. It's going to be you. It's going to be Christian. Probably going to be Greg Barrett. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know you, man. Huh? I knew who you meant. Okay. Well, we, we have had, a lot of Gregs in our lives. Yes, but, but we've I had a discussion. That Greg is Greg. Oh, that's right. The other Gregs are not Gregs. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That Greg is Greg. Rucka, Greg. See, I just said it's just Rucka, his last name. Rucka is Rucka. And Greg Nibbler is Greg Nibbler. Yeah. The full name. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That, see, Norm, down for playing Monty Python. Of course you are, because you're you a go. dude. Um, not to say that women do not enjoy Monty Python. That is not what I mean. They no. are they are out there. Very that, much so that's out there. Not, that is not at all what you're saying. What you are saying is those of those people within your gaming community already who would also be interested in playing this would be all right. So it's gonna be four dudes plus Bex. Okay. Where she can really unleash her inner chaos. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, oh my god. So I rewatched Barbie and I forgot about like the horse part. And I realized like, oh, that's just full on. This scene is making fun of people who never grew their comedy beyond Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's that joke. Mm-hmm. I was like, well done. I didn't catch it at first because I've moved beyond that. I still love Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Although I would watch the shit out of that mashup. Monty Python and the Last Crusade. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, anyway, even though Holy Grail is not their best movie. No. It's just not. Um, for me, it's Life of Brian. Yeah, I was going to say... Is it Life of Brian? It's Life of Brian. Okay. Yeah. Life of Brian is that perfect mix between Holy Grail and Meaning of Life. Meaning of Life is just one long sketch show. I remember watching the The Last Temptation of Christ and The Life of Brian in the same year and not understanding why religious fundamentalists in my town were so pissed at the last temptation of Christ, but couldn't care less about the life of Brian. And I'm like, do you understand that this one is actually calling you hypocrites? 
Yeah. And this one is just taking artistic license with parts of your book that you don't know anything about. Yeah. The Last Temptation of Christ basically just suggests, and the Bible doesn't say this isn't true, that, yes, if you, going on the faith and scripture of the New Testament, this mm-hmm. is the assumption. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God, mm-hmm. also human, mm-hmm. living, breathing, biological man. Mm-hmm. Who knew he was the son of God, but also was like, but I'm also a dude with real feelings, mm-hmm. you know. So, also, like, I remember my some of my family getting like, were like threatening to like boycott the one theater in our town. He never showed it. Yeah, he never carried it on video. I watched it on home video, and I, I'm like, wait a minute, wait. The whole thing that everyone was frustrated about is like, it says that Jesus does this like. No, that all of that is a fever dream induced by Satan in the desert as He's, part of the temptation. Yeah, the three it's days like, he was tempted in like the that, desert. Like all, none of that actually happens. It's right. a depiction of how he was tempted and then still came out on the other side and did everything that they said in the book. Yeah. Like what? So what? What are you actually pissed about? Like why is this have so much ire? And yet, Life of Brian says, by the way, you're all idiots. <laughs> yeah, you're all hypocrites. You you claim to follow this person who is like, love everyone. He dropped his the sandal. Poor. He meant for us to walk in his footsteps. Right. Yes. Nope. I get what you're doing. That's great. Yeah. Keep it up. Um, I watched both of those also after I had left the church and was on the path of, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up. Everything that I had been taught as a child was made up. Okay, we're we're starting over. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you ever watched some of the interviews that the the Pythons gave when that movie was coming out? Mm-mm. It's really fascinating to see like very like stuffy British interviewers like calling out like Cleese and Idol and I'm trying to remember who else was on the interview thing about how like probably Chapman. Probably Chapman, yeah, about how, like, it's horribly offensive, you're insulting all these people, like your fellow British who are Christian, blah, 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 Catholic, blah, 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 blah. But they even bring up, like, you you don't even, like, speak correctly. And that's, Cleese is like, what do you, and he, the Vaishya version is, Cleese is like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's not the proper gravitas, whatever. And Cleese is basically, like, his attitude is basically like, you're talking about we don't sound like Charlton Heston or fucking, um, God damn it. Who is Lawrence of Arabia? Um, Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. He's like, we're not speaking like these, like, and not even Charlton Heston. Who was the prince of the Pharaoh? Uh, Yul uh, Brynner. Yep. So basically he's like, you're angry that we're not speaking like them about, people who existed essentially 2,000 years ago in the Middle East. You're angry that they don't have proper theatrical British voices? <laughs> that's what you're bent out of shape about? And he's like, do you do you really think that's how they sounded? He's like, well, that's not what I mean. He's like, no, that's exactly what you mean. Like, basically, Cleese is like, oh, you're angry that our Jesus is not British. <laughs> you know, yes. this kind of thing. Yep. Uh, it was so good. <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. I remember the days when 
John Cleese could be counted on to say something intelligent. Yeah. yeah. I, I've gave myself a pat that when I make it to like 80, I'm going to run it past like the younger people in my family and be like, am I still being appropriate or am I just being angry man yells at the clouds? Because then I'll just gladly just shut up. Like I'll unplug everything. Don't, you know what? Just send me a raven. <laughs> you know, if you want me to come to dinner, write me a message. Just send me, I'll keep, I'll keep yep. whatever the equivalent of like Gmail is whatever years from now. And be like, look, just invite me to stuff, you know, come to the barbecue, taco night. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not going to send you like, I just, I'm not, no, whatever. You know what? I, I probably won't understand it, but they didn't understand the shit. When, yeah, I'll just shut up. I'll just enjoy my final years. Just sitting in a chair, watching my Star Trek. Yep. Watching my stories. Probably still playing Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> probably. Still telling people, but you don't understand eternal darkness. <laughs> was Grandpa, we have like VR stuff now that you just plug into our stems of our brains. You don't know. You don't know what it's like to have it go back to the load screen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, Norm says he suffers no fools. I get it. Like, Cleese picks on everyone, but. I don't know. At times, I, I feel like he should have someone to be like, don't, just stop. That one's not funny. We know what you're going for. It's not funny. No, it, it's more that, like, there are stances that he is taking that are very clearly very right of where he and Python, the rest of Python were at at one point. That's where, true. Where Idol is very far on the other side on left going, yeah, I don't know. John, like, you're being a dick. Like, like I fucking love him, but man, he's being a dick. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm gonna switch gears on you for a second. All right, let's I, do it. Uh, that's my switch gears. <laughs> kind of to mention a couple different things. Um, one is I went to. We all know that I'm a big fan of witch hunt theater. I've talked about we've we've talked about the oh yeah yeah. So there, I I still have not read into why or asked questions why, but they are leaving town, right? Um, So they were doing two last shows. I missed the one that they had back in July, Mm -hmm. um, but I did catch one of the performances of the Last Dance, which was uh, this past Friday. I went to a 1030 1030 yeah it was a 1030 showing 10 yeah 1030 performance um which is weird when you go yeah i'm gonna go participate in a play hosted in a warehouse underneath the hawthorne bridge nice at 1030 at night on a friday totally normal not getting stabbed no totally not being stabbed i actually did not get stabbed other people got stabbed a yeah. lot. All right, everyone's but, coming out Millhouse. But then. I did, yeah, I did not get stabbed. Um, Taylor and company uh, definitely put on a another uncomfortable show. <laughs> um, but in the best way, you mean? In the best way, right? Uh, it was the the theme for the last dance was you were going to a nightclub that was, you know the hip club to go to and 
like you were encouraged to wear club clothes as your attire for the evening. Um, and I feel like the, the people in attendance mm-hmm. outnumbered the cast by maybe one person. So wow. it was a very intimate group. Yeah. Huh. And it was then the party where you got invited to and you don't know anyone. And that sounds like hell. Yeah. So like that's the kind of discomfort that they like to build into what they're doing. Like I I think I got the most out of that because I went by myself. Right. Like everyone else kind of had groups and cliques they were with. I'm like yeah. I'm the only single person there. Um so it was a lot of the themes centered around um, there was clearly a cult theme. There was uh, time travel involved. Um, like where characters that you met at the beginning who played very specific roles mm-hmm. started to like just change their behavior in subtle ways. And then suddenly they were completely different people or those people when they were younger and it acts out a frat boy date rape scene. Oh, um, not the actual rape, but the drugging with, uh, what was that? So if I click show, people can actually see the last comment. Ha! That's neat. That's good to remember. Cool. Um, Sorry. But the like, the girl is drugged, taken into a room. We think we know what's going to happen. Then they're screaming, and then the guy comes running out because she comes back out with a knife and is awake and not drugged. Right. And then both women murder the two frat boys. Good. And then it goes back to a party, and everyone's dancing <laughs> again. And then that scene starts to play out again. But one of the frat boys, the one who does the drugging, is like, wait, something's wrong. And so it plays out somewhat differently with the same ending of both of them. They get stabbed again. Okay. Scene starts to play out again. And the there and there's like anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes intervals in between this. Okay. Um, and each time, like one of them is clearly aware that something is wrong with time. The <laughs> other one still is like, dude, bro, here's the drugs. Let's go party. They're like, no, we're going to fucking die. Right. We need to do something. No, they just keep dying. They keep getting killed. There is nothing they can do to change their outcome. Uh, what hmm. he, he tries to change it at one point and ends up murdering his friend. Because he hmm. like they get into a physical fight and he just beats him and then he gets stabbed by the two women. <laughs> As happens. Yes. And then huh. there are other vignettes that happen that I'm like, I don't, I still haven't figured out how all of this meshes together, but man, it was, you've been to witch hunt performances, you know. Yeah. Like, it's um, a, yeah. One of the attendees was also, like, I, I walked up to him, like, <laughs> I think the last time I, I saw it, he's like, hi, I, I, I'm sorry. We don't know each other, but I, I do know that the last time I saw you, um, three women were eating your entrails. He's like, oh, yeah, that was Christmas. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, 
And then you, uh, and then before that, you were a ghostly spirit giving us hints in the woods. He's like, yeah, <laughs> how did, all right. <laughs> I do all these things. Yep. Um, I still do, I didn't catch his name. He, he was, but he was that cast member we met. Um, he was the plant. Oh, right, right. At that. Who that, got, who got. The ghost yeah. of Halloween. Who gets uh, sacrificed, yeah. right? Because that was him joining the troop. So right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it's too bad they're moving. Yep. Yeah, I'll see if I'll dig around and see if I can figure out why and give an update. But it was it was an entertaining show. Um, it was definitely not how I have ever spent my Friday evening. Um, uh, true to form, when everything was done and everyone dies, uh, they flip on the light, just like all nightclubs, and they're like, "Get out." We're done. No, this is not part of the show. Get out. <laughs> it's like, a late night for them. Yep. But that that's also how, like, when they end something, it's go. Get out. Don't linger and hang we, out and talk. Yeah. Like the, the uh, Christmas one that I went to where they're feasting on the entrails of this guy. <laughs> like, it's just three women at a table eating guts. And you're like... We should go. This was the end of the play. We should all go. And it, like everyone just kind of gets up and shuffles, grabs their coats, <laughs> and exits while everyone's just eating at the table. It's like, oh, right. oh, right, right. Forgot this is how things end. They're just wow. done. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So uh, I'm, I'm bummed I never got to go in any beyond the Ghosts of Summer one. Just things did not work out. No. You know, that, as it That's were. fair. Um, but that was that was uh, that was fun, uh, weird, but fun. I think my one of my favorite thing is they had party trick cards. Mm-hmm. Basically, every cast member had stacks of cards that they would just give to people, and it had a task that you had to do. Like, oh, okay. Um, at one point, my card was: you must exchange this card with the next person you make eye contact with. So. That card got passed back to me at least three times. <laughs> um, the there was a card that was uh, the the first person that gave me a card was a character named Genevieve, and she's like, "Start a rumor about Genevieve and tell three people." <laughs> wow! All I'm right. like, cool. I um, started a rumor and gave it to three cast members that Genevieve was essentially a narc. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, what would cause drama within a cult? That. Right. So that was fun. I, I did enjoy that feature of the, the That play. does sound really cool. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wish I wish I'd have gone to more of them. Yes. You know, it's just a bummer. Um Yeah, I am curious why they're leaving. It's none of our business, I guess. I, I just figured Someone is moving, and they're moving the troop. Right. Yeah, but that makes sense. Don't know. Life, hmm. life happens, and yeah, it does. I, I feel as though that uh, is just in the the conversations that we've had with Taylor. I feel like they've got good reception here in town. Mm-hmm. But as we were talking about last week with Martin, Portland mm-hmm. is a great city for supporting the arts but it has a, a lot a lot to learn about being a patron of the arts 
Yes. Town's very good about celebrating its various creative people. Yep. But not, yeah. But you have to put money in those hands yeah. to get the art out there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this town still operates with the mindset of, like, they're just happy to do it. No, they're not. They no, need, they're not. They need to pay rent. Yeah, I mean, they are happy to do it, but they also would be even happier to not worry about, yeah, living. Yep. You know, so, yeah, no, I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a quick little break. Yeah, that sounds good. And then we'll come back with Trek and then maybe just kind of wrap it up. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool, cool. Um, that. Yep. True that. See here, watch. I can put his quote. True that. Portland is great at consuming art, not paying for it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I, on that note, we'll uh, we will be right back. I have to. Yeah. We're gonna do well, this is a great time to take a break and talk about our sponsors. First up, of course, is Guardian Games 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They are quite simply one of the city's greatest game stores. It doesn't matter what kind of game you are into. Guardian Games is going to have it. Uh, if they don't have it, they can probably order it for you. Or they'll say, there's no game like that. Have you thought about designing your own? I mean, that that's just the kind of place Guardian is. Um, you know, and they've got the bar in the back that's open to 21 and over. But, you know, check out their face, check out their uh, webpage for the, the times of the bar. Because sometimes they have to shift. But, um, yeah, don't forget, every Tuesday is D&D Adventure League. You can just drop in and play. Um, and you could enjoy, you know, some... Fun D&D adventures with folks you haven't met yet. You know, it's the, the friendships you make along the way with other murder hobos and chaos goblins. Um, but you can do all of that at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And please, when you're there, whether you buy anything or not, say, hey, I heard this because of Geek in the City Radio. It, uh, it helps a lot. It really, really does. And right now, um, shows need help. Podcasts are, are needing some help right now. Um, especially like fun local ones like us or like fun employment radio, stuff like that. Um, I mean, unless you want to get Charlie FM running podcasts as well. Uh, that's an old reference. Um, but you do not want the iHeart radioification of all podcasts and that's what's beginning to happen. Anyway, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon, Guardian Games. And then after that, swing on by Revnat, Revnat's Hard Cider. His new location is at Southeast 35th and Division. Um, the bar area is 21 and over, but there's like a little restaurant seating area that does allow uh, minors. Plus, there's a great food pod attached to him. And if you do not partake in uh, alcoholic beverages for whatever reason, he has some fantastic NA ciders that he spent a few years developing and processing. They're pretty impressive I also think he has a couple of NA beers from some local brewers as well. In fact, his beer tap list is much larger than in the previous tap room. So you've got all of his ciders, and then I think he has four or five beer taps and uh, from really great breweries, always rotating. So, yeah, check it out. And, you know, RevNat's been a supporter of this show. We've been a supporter of him. And, you know, he's, he supports the community at large. So do good, drink well. Check out RevNats, and when you're there, say, hey, I heard about this on Geek in the City Radio, which we're going to get back to right now. And we are back. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. So I, what I was saying about that event, though, is I, uh, 
I did like I have taken the lessons I've learned watching other play D and D here, mm-hmm. and uh, like the D and D camps that we have going on. So I was the last person to show up at the table. There were five people already there. They had their characters in place. Right. So I walked up. They're like, "Oh, what do you want to play? You can play anything you want." I'm like, "Cool. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you?" Right. Got everyone's classes at the table and walked back over. I'm like, "Cool. I need a cleric. Right. We have no healers at our table. I need a cleric." Like, <laughs> oh. It's like, but don't you want to put them like, no, I want to play what's good for the party. Yeah. My, I know what my role is now. I can sit down at the table and I'm, I'm going to play support. I'm going to help people when they need it. And I'm going to give divine inspiration. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to be a cleric. Uh, it's like, I don't want to play a cleric. I don't, meh. Right. But. For that like, kind of gaming, it's a, it's a smart way to play it that way. Yeah. That's how you bond with people you don't know is show them. It's like. I'm interested in playing with the group. Right. I am interested in supporting the team member. If there's a, like, yeah, there was a paladin. And I'm like, but that's not their focus. Their focus is not healing. They, yes, you have healing. But your focus is you go in and you take one for the team. You're, like, you are the fighter. You are the person that, that uh, goes to battle. Right. We had... We had, uh, uh, I think, a sorcerer. We had a rogue. We, we we had all all of the other things. Though I think my favorite was we had a halfling barbarian. Just a little nugget of rage. A little nugget of rage that was raised. I forget everything. Essentially, though, they went from halfling size when in battle would become enraged and hulk out okay and they would become something along the size of a fear bulk good times so it's like (laughs) and then you're fighting something that's like oh shit we pissed off the halfling we're dead now yeah um yeah i managed to heal a member of our team right when they needed it so that they didn't get killed the next turn they're like cool thanks and uh, fucked up a minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> fucked him up good. <laughs> nice. Yep. Just went hammered at him. Like he he took like he took an arrow to the knee early. So I'm oh like, goddamn! Bam, bam! 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 Uh, it's nothing <laughs> worse than taking an arrow to the knee. Nope. <laughs> nothing. That's the D and D. Yeah. Um. Also, thanks for thanks for hanging out, Eric. Yeah, it was cool. Thanks, buddy. So, all right, the season finale of Strange New Worlds. Uh, holy crap, was that intense. So, um, no need to do a big recap. They were teasing it for a while that we were going to get the Gorn this season, and boy, howdy, did we. They teased it in the first fucking episode. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. But then they never came back to it. I was yep. like, because I remember like, okay, here's episode six, huh? not Gorn. That Seven, is, oh, yeah. not Gorn. Eight, oh. not Gorn. Oh, and as soon as they announced it, the, when, when I realized that the Gorn was the season finale, I'm like, you motherfuckers, you're going to be to be continued because they've already approved, I think, a season four even. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Yep. All right. Um, everything. Like th- This is the longest I've ever seen. Longest amount of time between the introduction of Chekhov's gun and... <laughs> That's right. It, someone firing it. Right. Or not firing it, yeah. as we'll get to. They they kind of just picked it up and pointed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, it's the Gornigan mm-hmm. um, on a much larger. But not, not Gornigan. No, no. By the Gorns. Sorry, that's the name of the episode, by the way. Yep. Um, not Gornigan. <laughs> now I'll go off on tangents. Um, so there, there's a few things that kind of impact the story, but then also don't. There are some characters, and you will have this with any prequel, show, or movie. It's inherent in it. You can't avoid it. There are characters that just have plot protection. Mm-hmm. They just do. You know Spock's going to come out of it. Yep. You know Cha- Spock, Chapel, Uhura, now Mbenga. Scotty, Mbenga. Um, Una, not necessarily. Because the only time we ever know Una from the original series has already happened in Strange New Worlds. We don't know. We and, all, and Pike. And Pike. We know what all of their future histories. We know nothing about uh, Una, like you said. Right. Uh, Ortegas. Ortegas. Uh, um, La'an. Yeah. She's she's already a big fucking mystery. And, and I, so I have this weird feeling in my gut that La'an doesn't survive the series. I don't know why I can't shake that. That would that would be a hell of a thing. Um, I just, yeah, I, every like, and maybe it's me reading into it, but I feel like her last few arcs are like this is kind of the the one that wraps up the rest of her arc. Like this is she's like kind of opened up a little bit. She's kind of come to terms with who her ancestor is. The Gorn is like her last big. It's the last band aid to rip off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the way is it Christina Chang, Chong, uh, Christine, Christina Chong, Chong. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Chang is a Klingon general. Yes, it uh, is. That's right. The way she speaks lately in interviews and I'm like, and maybe I'm just reading into it, which I very much, that is most likely, but part of me is like, do you know something that we don't know? And like, of course she does. Well, of course she does. But yeah, I just feel like there's a, I feel like. Yeah, I just feel like Lon's not going to survive the whole series. I think Ortega's will. And I think part of it is because I feel like when they started the show, Ortega's was not fleshed out as much. And the actor has brought so much to that character that now the writers can't get enough of doing stuff with her. Yeah. Because they know that Melissa Navi is just going to run with it. Yeah. And not to say that Christina Chong doesn't, but... um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, oh, I, and we know that <laughs> we know that um, the fuck is Kurt's brother? Sam. Sam. We know he lives at least until Operation Annihilate. Yep. Until he's killed by flying um, party barf. Yep. Uh, flying party barf. Although we also know that sometime he's going to leave Starfleet because he's just a colonist in that episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which makes sense. I could see it. I could see it like, you know, when his brother gets promoted to captain, he's like, I'm tired of living in my brother's shadow. I'm going to go do something else. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, man, the episode had a lot of tension. Even with characters that have plot immunity, I still found myself being like, like, are they going to, are they going to do something that like, requires them to like rebuild nurse chapel's brain like i felt like they could still do some damage to characters that have plot sure uh, plot armor but still 
you know, make it. Even though I know that Chapel and Spock survive up until fucking undiscovered country. I still, that scene, I was like, oh my God, there's so much tension in this scene. Mm-hmm. You know, emotionally, physically. And that's just a credit to the writers, the director, and the performers on this show. Um, it's just so strong. Yep. Like, I... Everything surrounding uh, Chapel and her rescue still felt incredibly tense. Yeah. Even though it's like, I know she lives. That doesn't help me in this situation. Um, Because she doesn't know it. Right. And I think that's what these actors are bringing to it. It's like, yes, you know these characters survive. You know it. The character doesn't. Right. And if you embrace that part of of the character that you're playing and go, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. They don't know that. They right. don't know that everything has been written for them. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the strength of the actors. Like the, the writers are clearly clearly know that going into writing the scenes exactly and and then the actors are doing their jobs by going okay i know i know how to play that yeah i know how to put that on screen yeah um like we don't we don't know the fate of uh um Uh, marie battelle no uh uh-uh um i still don't like at the end of this episode it's like well she's she's beamed up and frozen like great you're schrodinger's cat we don't we don't know <laughs> right yeah because her and ship is definitely fucked her ship is gone 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 yeah. yes because they dropped the rest of it right onto the the, the gorn yeah spire the scanner inhibitor kind yes. of yeah whatever the technical macguffin that gave them a reason to beam yep. down kind of or to shuttle down um also i love that they just covered that shuttle in like parts and uh the look of absolute terror on everyone's face when ortegas is just fucking free falling through the atmosphere and yep. she's like <laughs> yep because pike something like you know this are, are you sure and she's like i you know the attitude of basically like this is not the first time i've had to play dead like yep an attitude of like which also lets you know that Ortegas was not on the Enterprise during the Klingon War. I don't think they've ever explicitly said that, have they? Because the Enterprise was kept out of the war. That's part of Pike's guilt. Correct. That is, they have never said it explicitly, but her her coming onto the Enterprise is acknowledged in season one as a new assignment. Okay, her. that's right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty oh, oh. much it, it's all uh, easily to pick up implicate. Or, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the of the of the cast crew proper, it's just Mbenga, Chapel, Laon, and Ortegas that are that were during the the Federation Klingon War. No, not Laon. Oh, was she with them the whole time? No, she was not. She. I don't know where Laon. Laon was assigned to the Enterprise once when uh, Una went missing. Right. In that first se- in that first episode. Right. Um, oh, yeah. She was brought on as... Right. So she was reassigned there 
We don't know where she came from. Right. I'm assuming she was involved in the war, though. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Because she she doesn't have the same attitude towards Klingons. That's true. That makes sense. Like, she has a adversarial mutual respect for them. Mm-hmm. Like, she can sit down to drink with them. Good warriors kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, where that was not where Chapel Mbenga or uh, Ortegas was at no, mentally at all. Not at all. Um, and theirs was a friendly Klingon. <laughs> friendly. Friendly. Yeah. Um, War criminal. Yeah. But friendly. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a very intense episode. Yep. Um, I think Lon has always worked security and is always like, there's still a lot of her. That's a mystery. Just it, just in the same way that Ortega's is a mystery, but Ortega's teases her mystery. Right. And Lon plays everything close to the vest. Right. And just by the virtue of her last name, she becomes a mystery. Yep. You know, so yeah, that's part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I knew pretty quickly going in that this was definitely going to be a two-parter. Oh, I, I didn't pick up on that, but I should have and yeah. wish I had. So um, I was like, okay, how do they end this? Yep. Like, what are they going to do? What I didn't expect, although it made perfect sense when I thought about it afterwards, what I didn't initially expect was the cliffhanger being Pike can't choose. Yeah. And that's the ending. The look of... The look Anson and Mount gives us Pike as basically saying, like, please, God, don't make me make this choice. Not again. Because his whole thing is always nobody dies. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to die. Someone he knows is going to die. Mm -hmm. It just depends on who, depending on his choice. Fight or flee, someone's dying. Um, And that goes to the core of his character. So, yeah, it's not the big bombastic cliffhanger like i realize part of it is nostalgic because of my age to me the greatest cliffhanger ever is when Riker says fire and it goes dun, 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 and yep. you're like what but that that's because that one is still great it's still great it's such a good cliffhanger still especially when you go back and realize that they weren't sure patrick stewart was coming back there's two scripts to best of both worlds part two one with and one without mm-hmm. you know um, so yeah, but this is like, this is easily in the top five of like kind of Trek cliffhangers. Um, easily, easily. Uh, DS9 gets most of them. It's best of both worlds. The, you know, this Gorn one and then DS9 ones. Like, that's just, it's just what they do, you know? Um, Although, you know, the season two cliffhanger of, of Lower Decks was good. That's the one where the captain's um, Man. Un- arrested for destroying the Packlet homeworld. Yeah. That was, for being a cartoon, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's a thing. You know. Was that also the season they stripped the hull off of the Cerritos? I think that's how it ends. Yeah. 
where because they have to do that to do this massive rescue and they do it. That was the most <laughs> stressful episode of that show. They just stripped her of the hull, yeah, and used the force fields to keep everyone from being sucked into space. Yeah, yeah, like um, <laughs> and, and uh, Mariner and um, is basically hanging out the front <laughs> through yeah. the front windscreen uh, screen, going left, left, more left. No, my left. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, almost gets sucked out, gets saved by Jennifer the Andorian. I still want that story, by the way. How she's just named Jennifer? How the fuck do you get a... Who? What human named Jennifer did what for some Andorian family to get them to go, we shall name our daughter Jennifer after the bravest Starfleet officer we know. Right. It's like... What? No. What? <laughs> yeah. I also like that. And we'll go back to change rules. I promise. I do like that. That also leads into some of Mariner's character traits. In that, by the third time they reference Jennifer and show them together, I'm like, oh, they're going to start dating. Yes. Because Mariner is only extra shitty to people she has legitimate feelings for. Yes. The meaner she is to you, the closer that she actually. Not saying she doesn't like Tendi and everybody else. And I'm not saying that she's ever going to date Boimler because they're more like siblings. No, but that is the 100% the reason that she is so shitty to Boimler. Yeah, because she loves him so much. Yes. The same, so when I saw her being like extra nasty to that Andorian, I'm like, yeah, yep. they're, they're going to hook up. They're yep. going to, it may not be a main story element, but you're going to find out they're dating. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, what? No, not my girlfriend. Oh, gross. We just do a thing, you know. Oh, yeah, that was the end of the second season because they've only had three seasons. How has that show only had yeah. three seasons so Four far? Four starts up in a few weeks. And fits so much in that. Yeah. 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 God, can you imagine a little quick little snippet of Mariner and Chapel? Just two chaos buys going on a date. <laughs> oh, well, you can imagine Ortega's in the background just we, shoveling popcorn watching this go down. We, we do have the episode... Um, oh, these old scientists. These old scientists coming up. Well, get it back to Stranger World coming up because not a damn thing has been written for season three. Yeah, I know. We are at least two years out, I bet, from season three. Probably. Maybe a year if the strike ends within the next month and <laughs> the writers, I know. Sorry. And the writers like just buckle down and go for it, which. I know writers. They're going to want to. Yeah. I, they want to write their shows so bad. I also, like, I laugh, but I laugh not because I think this is funny. Because, fuck, we have friends who are in the WGA. Mm-hmm. And they are being negatively affected by this. Yeah, we have a friend who had a, like, major Netflix action movie. Well, we don't have to hide it. Yeah, the no. Heart of Stone. Yeah, Heart of the, Stone. The, the what's meant to be Gal Gadot's like action franchise, Rucka Road. None of them can promote it. Nope. They can't say anything. He's yep. the writer on it. He's forbidden from promoting. Gal Gadot cannot promote it as a SAG member. I haven't I haven't watched it because I don't have Netflix right now, but I'm curious about it. Like, you know. So yeah, we I have watched it either. We, we have friends that are being, you know, we have many friends. And that are being ne- that will soon be negatively impacted. Like that only lasts so long, yep. and comics only pays so much. Yep. 
Yeah, and I like I've had the talk with Merrick of like we should figure out some of the things that we want to really watch and power load and get those watched because I think we're coming up on okay, we're going to cancel all of our subscriptions. Yeah. No one has asked us to do that yet. The WJ has not asked that. The SAG-AFRA has not asked that. Mm-hmm. But when they do, I want to go, cool, done. Yeah. Because I want to cancel all of that shit right as soon as they say go, cancel. Right. I'll come back to them later. And they all know that. But I. that's the thing that we as we as consumers need right. to tell the studios. It's like. No, no, we don't stand with you. We stand with them. Pay them. Yeah. I'm wondering how pay them. It'd be so hard to get Americans to do that. I know. It's no, I know. It's the same reason why a general strike in this country, I truly believe, like a week long general strike, not only would it just shut the country down, every single thing we have ever fought for, I legit feel like would be, would happen. They would find a way, amazingly. Like, they fucking put the Patriot Act into effect in 24 hours. Yep. Nobody read it, so clearly the Patriot Act was also ready to go. Yep. Anyway. Um, I a, a national general strike. I sincerely believe we'd come out of it with, or at least the path towards universal health care. Like, all the things that would make this country actually enjoyable to live in would happen. Yep. Because other countries have had general strikes. It grinds everything to a halt and they get shit done. It gets done. Yep. And not to be all like, you know, America, but like you shut down America's economy for the week, you kind of shut down the world for a week. Mm-hmm. You just do. Yep. You know, uh, I know China's a powerhouse and they're right up there with us, but it's still. If they're not getting money from us, they will notice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But it's so hard to convince so many Americans that this would be good for them. Well, that I mean, part of that is because we have spent years telling people that protesting doesn't work. And it is and we focus on the fact that it inconveniences everybody. Oh, it's. I can't drive from point A to point D because this protest is going on. It's like, yeah, that's the fucking point. That's the point of them. It's supposed to disrupt everything. Disruption is the point. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Can't go down that road. Yeah, we can. We We can can totally go down that road. No, I'm no. But I I don't think we need to go further down that road. Everyone who listens knows what our politics are. Yeah. And... I'm sure that some of them share our our politics and maybe by talking about it, they're like, yeah, you know, fuck that. They're right. And they go talk to other people. No, I guess about this thing, not all the time, but we're right about this thing. (laughs) No, I think I, what I meant by that is that I'll, I'll peel back behind the curtain a little bit. The last month or so I am recognizing all of the early signs when I got super stressed out that led to me going into the hospital. Aha. I can feel my body start making that again. And I realized, oh, I know what it is. A, my life is incredibly stressful right now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to mitigate that. But the only drawback, honestly, to my J job is that it has me 
even though this isn't the point of the position, by default, it is making me more aware of local politics and issues again. Yeah. I can't fix that. No. I want to. I'm doing the very thing again that my doctor said, you can't do this anymore. Right. Unless it directly impacts you and you can make actual things that you can change. Mm -hmm. You cannot get worked up anymore. No. I cannot change the houseless problem in the city. No. I cannot change the fentanyl crisis. No. I cannot physically remove Rene Gonzalez from the council. We can try. But boy, do I love to bully him every chance I get. Mm -hmm. That is literally one of my hobbies, is just being an online bully to Rene Gonzalez. Um, Someone else will get Mingus maps for you. It'll be right. I feel like I can't go after him. Fair. You know, but... But so, that's why I said someone else. Someone can. else. Someone else can. So Someone out there in the internet. Yeah, so... Right. So that's what I mean when I say I can't go down that path. Sure. Because I, it's not the smartest thing for me to do. Uh, everyone's cause, like, I'm getting better. Everything, I, trust me, but um, yeah, I just can't let myself get worked up again because then I'll start that path all over again kind of thing. So, yeah. Let's finish on Star Trek instead of that, <laughs> that note. Um, it's awesome. It is awesome. It is so awesome. It's going to make us take a week off. Oh, shit. That's right. That's a good way to wrap up the show. Yeah. In that... <coughs> next week. Next week, um, we will not be live. Um, I think we'll probably put together a mini-sode. Maybe, like, afterwards we just record something for fun. Yeah, I'll bring a thingy. Okay. Um, and then we can, you know, throw that up as, as a, a little funsy. But... Um, Aaron, Denise, and I, and my partner, Merrick, are mm-hmm. going to go watch Star Trek, the motion picture, the director's cut. Yes. At the Hollywood Theater. Yes. Which makes me think it's going to be... I wonder what they're showing. I wonder if they're showing the one that Paramount did last year. Oh. Or if they have just cobbled together the film. I don't know if they're showing in 35 millimeter or if they're just going to be showing like the 4K version. I don't know if it says on there because also that kicks off their Star Trek Tuesdays. It's like the last Tuesday of every month. I think they're going to show a Star Trek. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, the thing that's funny is that the director's cut <laughs> is longer, yes. but... It flows better. It doesn't feel longer. Um, and none of the jokes like, oh, the motionless picture. Stop it. Knock it off. And again, I've said this many times. The older I get, the more I appreciate the motion picture. Um, yeah. It's it's so Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking Gene Roddenberry. It is the longest episode of the original series ever. Yeah, basically. Yep. Well, because that's what it was anyway. Yeah. It was. It's a recobbled pilot of Star Trek Phase Two. Mm-hmm. I think actually called the God Thing. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Hearing that beautiful fucking Jerry Goldsmith score. Oh, I hope we get the overture. Oh, As no. you're walking in, like that five minute overture. 
that's one thing I do love also. I think the DVDs always had it, but that that Blu-ray director's cut that I got, you put it in and hit play. And first, it's just a black screen playing the overture. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. And you'll walk and you're like, is the screen not working? And then it's, oh, my God, it's so good. Man, first appearance of the Katinga class. Mm-hmm. That was the, the first appearance of the yeah, Katinga? Yeah, the Katinga class is the evolved D7. Oh, okay. You know, our first ridged Klingons with Mark Leonard. Yep. Uh, it's just so nice. Bearded McCoy. Bearded McCoy, baby. Um, hmm? Hippie Spock. That's right. Oh, Norm, I hope you're right. Paramount struck some of the 4K restoration to film. That would be amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Long-haired hippie Spock. I think the only thing that uh, mars the, um, yeah. the motion picture at this point is Decker. Is Decker. Is, is pedo Decker. Yep. Yeah. Not that Decker was a pedophile. But no, what's no. His, what's the his actor? Name is? Yeah. Yes. What is his That's name? why you never see Seventh Heaven reruns anywhere. Anymore. Oh yeah. I think maybe like Tubi or Crackle, like one of the like the free ones. They might have grabbed it, but even you know, I don't think anyone's airing that anywhere. I don't think so. Same with the Cosby Show. I, I feel like it. Any any network that is showing that is going to be an actual Christian network. Because they don't care. Right. Norm. I'd love to see Gene Roddenberry fight L. Ron Hubbard. So here's the thing. First off, I kind of think L. Ron Hubbard would win. Because he was kind of a big, like, he was kind of like a like a fitness dude. Um, Gene Roddenberry hated him. Shocking. Hated him. He he was like, yeah, no, he's given interviews before. He's like, what do you think about, like, L. Ron Hubbard's sci-fi? And he's like, he should have just stuck to that. Instead of no, Gene Roddenberry is like he created Scientology on a goof. It's a horrible story idea he couldn't sell, so he made it into a religion. Yep. And then Roddenberry, because he's very anti-religion, he's like, you know, like all religions, you know, because that's that's always his shtick. I'm going to refrain from comments because they're litigious motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, they are very much so. Mm-hmm. And you know, the last Mission Impossible movie didn't do too great, so Cruz is angry right now. I bet. Um, anyway, I'm super pumped to watch Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. I feel like at least a day before, I'm going to watch The Doomsday Machine. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. I, it was never explicitly said in the movie, but that is Decker's kid. Yes. That's Commodore Decker's kid. You know. Um, is Commodore Decker listed as killed or missing at the end of The Doomsday Machine? I'm going to watch that again. When they ask casualties, because the other motion picture, you know, she's like, Aurora's like, Starfleet wants to know how many casualties. And he says two. And he says, no, list them as missing. Anyway. I, I think Commodore Decker is listed as a casualty. Is he listed as a casualty? Yeah. yeah. Straight out of hell. I love the Doomsday Machine so much. With the giant windsock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good call. I should do that. I, um, uh, up front. I'm wearing my TOS uniform. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I don't think I have a TOS uniform. I've got I've got a hodgepodge. So like I've got I've got Pike's jacket, but I'm not going to be wearing a jacket. It's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. 
my uniform top is um, uh, Picard era Starfleet top. Picard era or TNG era? Picard. Like, Picard era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Star Trek Picard era Starfleet uniforms. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have one of those, uh, which is cool. But I bet you I could just go find like a cheapo Trek shirt. I mean, because I do have my Strange New World boots that I got as a gift. Oh my god, dude, they're so nice. Are they are they comfortable? They actually are. Yeah. I wore them once. I wore them during for our grand opening at the Traver at the visitor center. That's how I dressed up. Because I wore my trek boots. It's gonna be 79 degrees next Tuesday. So that's I mean, no jacket. That's fairly I mean, considering we've had a week of uh, hundred degree weather, that's not so bad. I still ain't doing it, man. Sure. Uh Mine is like mine is TOS era, because mm-hmm. um, my uniforms are uh, Discovery Enterprise. Right, I've got that one. Um, TOS and uh, TNG. Right. Not, yeah, I've not got counting my jacket. I've got the Disco jacket. Uh, then I have Pike's Enterprise. Because I slightly tweaked it for Strange New Worlds, but I have that as a jacket, his uniform. I've got the DS9 jackets, the gray ones. And then my mom and my sister over Christmas pitched in and got me the Strange New Worlds away team. Nice. So I might just find a TOS era t-shirt and throw the away team jacket over that there you go. with the boots and do that. There that way go. if it gets too hot, I'll just take the jacket off. There you go. Whew. So yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Ryan got... I think he got the Rathacon from... No, he has a Rathacon outfit. Someone... He had it made. Nice. Like the actual costume. Because I forgot that Volante has the Rathacon jackets. Yeah, the, the Monster Maroon. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we should wrap it up. So, yeah, anyway, no new show next week. Yep. We'll be back in September. Will, that's right. We will be merging with the creator. Yep, September. Oh, Lieutenant Ilya. I know. Okay. She's Delton, Captain. Uh-huh. Oh, we know what that means. Anyway, <laughs> I am Aron Duran. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And we will talk to everybody in two, two weeks. weeks. Bye, all. Bye.